So do you want to open up this morning or me too? Mm, I think you should definitely open up. <clears throat> of course I should. <laughs> you cool. always have me open. Oh no, I'll open up if you want. Whatever you feel comfortable with. Welcome to Flipping Off, a purpose-driven podcast about flipping houses and making a difference. You do it. <laughs> At the last <laughs> second, she says, you do it. Well, hello. <laughs> Dave and Melina Boswell, founders of the New Wealth Advisors Club, and we are sitting in the studio today with a completely different topic. Um, is it about real estate? I, I guess it'll have something to do with real estate. It has to do more with um, just a conversation that you and I were having, and we are, well, this month, I guess, we're actually, we just crossed the eight-year, can you believe I'm saying that? Yeah. Eight-year anniversary of first opening our office. Yeah. Our our. Well, the current existing office. Yeah, the the yeah. second office, mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. of uh, New Wealth Advisors Club, and it wasn't really New Wealth Advisors Club back then. Mm-mm. Not like a formal entity, if you will. Right. Um, it was just <laughs> me and you and a dog named Boo, <laughs> and a bunch of us just sitting around, a bunch of misfits, doing you know doing real estate deals and not really having a, a, a structure, if you will, and not knowing what that structure would even look like and so forth. And so, this podcast today, we are we're going to do a little bit of reminiscing. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about some of the milestones, some of the challenges. Um, Kind of, kind of looking at our life from fifty thousand feet up, and where we've been, and where we might see ourselves going, and that kind of thing. And and so we wanted to just share with you guys. So we we've been doing these now for a little over a year, I guess. And it's always in our heads, like, okay, so what what what's the topic going to be? What's this going to be? What's that going to be? And I think a couple of things prompted this um, us to want to do this podcast, and. Um, uh, number one, we were we were sitting around on on nine eleven, you know, watching watching the news and you know the the idea of never forget, right? And, mm-hmm. and um, in New York and Pennsylvania and the tragedy of nine eleven and and um, you know, I, you actually brought up let's you know let's we want to take our grandson there. Yes, you know, he just turned seven years seven years old last month, mm-hmm. and. Um, <laughs> the idea, like, he has no idea, yeah, about nine eleven. Like, right? He has, you know, he didn't, he wasn't there that morning. I mean, you and I can both remember sitting there, staring at the TV while you know, getting ready for work that morning and looking up, going, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah. Well, I remember I was. Um, the boys were in school, and I had the news on, and I was making breakfast for them before school. And getting lunches ready, and I, I saw the plane hit the second building. Right. And uh, I, I just remember what it, exactly what it felt like, and and I remember waking up the boys, and then you know having a conversation with them, and I remember you and I having the conversation of, do we send them to school? Right. You know, uh, do we? What do we do? Right. And. Uh, in the realization is that our grandson, so as vivid as that is in our memories, um, our grandson has no concept. It's just a, it's just a story in a book right? and in a history book, which is fascinating. And so the importance of really, um, imparting to him what that was like and the impact that it had on us and how, you know, the, 
the uh, symbolism immediately after 9-11 was we will never forget. Right, right. Now, as it's, you know, it's been 16 years and we, you know, we have, you know, like you said, vivid memories oh, yeah. of exactly that. Like yes. it's not, it, it, it hasn't gone away. And so <clears throat> with the idea that we wanted to take our, you know, our grandson there and we, and we will do that. Mm-hmm. That'll be something we'll put on our, our list for this upcoming year and, and take us a jump over in New York and we'll just take just him, right? Yeah. All right. So just be the three of us and go over to New York and, and, and check that out and give him a, a history lesson. So that'll be great. Well, the second thing that prompted this podcast <laughs> <laughs> was a few weeks back, we were doing an introduction one morning and um, mm-hmm. there was a, a brand new a brand new group of people that came in to check out the club and what we do. And, you know, we do these introductions, you know, generally once a week, not always, but maybe once a week we have, you know, a group of a few people come in and, and, you know, hear a couple hours of what we do and, and we always open up for Q and a, you know, you and I are always there and mm-hmm. we open up for Q and a and, and, um, it was a great question. Yeah. You know, it's yes. like one that doesn't get asked. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been asked that question, yeah. frankly. Do you remember exactly how it was worded? Yes, it was um, something along the line. I don't remember. I don't remember verbatim, but it was something along the lines of um, how mm-hmm. and why did you get involved in the charitable work that you do? Right. What prompted it? Right. And so, as he asked that question, I realized that you know our our memories weren't as vivid about that, right? Like we've kind of fast forwarded, you know, having been doing this business now for 10 years, celebrating eight in the office. Those are all great. And Mm -hmm. we could go back and we can remember, okay, yeah, that. But um, to remember how exactly Mm -hmm. did we start like a year-round food drive, right? Right. That kind of prompted everything, but it didn't start with a year-round food drive. No. No, it started with the need of one family. Right. The one family, you know, and we... Oh, that's probably 2009, I would guess, 2009. That sounds about right. Yes, that's about right. When we're sitting and the economy had tanked mm-hmm. and we're sitting in church and, yes, you know, we, you know, I was, I was kind of uh, helping on the church board and different stuff. And I remember them talking behind the scenes about, you know, there are needs in our, in our little congregation, mm-hmm. very small congregation, mm-hmm. you know, um, probably what, 40 families or something, maybe a hundred people. Yeah. And you know, there's a family that needs food. Yeah. And, um, we're like, well, they need food. It's not that big of a deal. There's plenty of us here. Let's just, you know, everybody go in your pantry, grab something and let's feed them. You know, yeah. it's like no big deal. And we said, well, we can do that. Right. You know, something we could do. We could, we, we know, we know people and people that are charitable and want to give and, so we fed that one family, mm-hmm. and um, I remember we fed that one family. We were coming up on, like, a Thanksgiving. Yes. And we said, well, what other needs are there? And I can remember us going out, and um, we <laughs> fed people around the city. I remember there was... Mm-hmm. A, the retirement home. The retirement home. Mm-hmm. and The apartment building. And um, my mother-in-law bought, mm-hmm. I don't know, 100 turkeys or something crazy. Yes. yes. And... Um, you know, we were able to take those out and deliver those to the retirement home. And it just prompted this, this, I don't know, the stirring in us to say, you know, it's, 
it's Thanksgiving, that's great, but you know, what happens tomorrow? Right. The realization that, you know, people were literally waiting at their front door of their apartment. And I can remember you and me and David and Andrew going in and delivering um, turkeys and then not just like leaving a turkey at the front door, like it was a newspaper, but more like realizing these are actual people. This is somebody's mother or somebody's sister, somebody's grandparent, Mm -hmm. you know, and understanding that they really, there was a need there. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely stirred us. Yeah, so changed us. So I think that we we probably forgot. We definitely did. <laughs> you know. Yes. We get in the we get in the day to day routine of all the things that we do and all the stuff that has to happen in the business and the organization now and answering phone calls and emails and texts and dealing with real estate deals and all that stuff. Yeah. And um, you know that that. Um, his name was Matthew, by the way, that asked us that question. Mm. When Matthew asked us that question, um, we, st- we had to stop for a second and realize, okay, well, how did that start? Well, it started with one family, yep. right? One need. Yep. And what we realized when we, we took care of that one family and as we asked I can't say club members back then because we weren't really a club. Right. But it was just the people we associated with, our friends, <laughs> our colleagues, whatever right. you want to call. You know, we were kind of informally, you know, training people and helping them and showing them what we were doing and that kind of stuff. But and we just said there's a there's a need. And, and suddenly we, we were like, um, there's way too much food here for this one family. Right. <laughs> so we started a little food pantry mm-hmm. at the church. Mm-hmm. And um, that food pantry grew, mm-hmm. and suddenly we were weekly and biweekly. Yeah, well, the realization happened was that, you know, during the holidays, everybody wants to, everybody's charitable, sure. right? But people still need to eat in July. <laughs> right. So it was like, oh, just because we don't have food at Thanksgiving, it, we don't have any in July either. Right. You know, and they they need to eat then. Right. And that's when people aren't charitable. That's when people are thinking about um, vacations and what are they doing. And, you know, we get really mm-hmm. self-absorbed. Yeah. Kids are out of school. Yeah. Kids are out of school. What are we going to go do? And not right. realizing that people are hungry and they need water and they need, you know, peanut butter. Right. So. Yeah. So and then they asked, well, so how did you get, you know. Like, how'd you end up on, you know, this board for Path of Life and providing for the homeless and all this stuff? And, and even reflecting back on that, because you weren't originally on that board. It was yeah. um, the medical board, right? Right, exactly. So, you know, how did you get there? Yeah. And what, what I don't did, even know. <laughs> well, I, 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 they found I, me. I think Leslie. Yeah. Ended up knowing somebody who knew somebody, and there right. was a vacancy, and said, "Well, well there I, was a need. There was a need, and they needed bodies." Gosh, this this lady named Melina in this club, and they're providing for all these people, and they have hearts to provide for people, and and so um, that started that whole yes journey, if you will. Yes, you know, to sit back now and realize, gosh, okay, so not only are we we have a year round food drive. Mm-hmm. We have, I mean, just, just think about some of these milestones, right? So we, we open up an office mm-hmm. in the worst time, economically speaking, right. that we've ever experienced. Right. Right. I mean. In the business that caused the collapse, by the way. Right. Right. I mean, when, when people don't, re- it's hard for people to realize, like, here we are, you know, we're, we've, we've gone to like. A million different seminars, mm-hmm. like everybody else, from a hotel room into a hotel room, mm-hmm. and um, 
we knew there was money to be made in real estate, obviously. And so not really knowing what we didn't know, you know, we kept going to... Well, we knew enough to know we didn't know enough. (laughs) Yeah, just exactly. (laughs) And every time we would go get educated, it's like, duh, we already heard that. Right. You know, oh, that's the same information we got before, but same challenges lie in... Like, how do I really do that, though? Yeah. Like, that's great in theory, but what do I really do? Yeah. And and where do we find the resources to do that? Because right. we don't have any money. Right. And so without money, you can't buy real estate. Right. And we don't know what we're doing if we even get a real estate lead that's potentially as could be a deal. We don't know what we're doing. I mean, no. we know from the rah-rah sessions and seminars and that kind of stuff and watching webinars and everything. So we forget all this because we had somebody helping us back in the day mm-hmm. and showing us the ropes. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I remember the first idea. I said, okay, well, people are teaching in a, in a seminar in a hotel room. And I said, well, what would it look like if we had, like, our own small office where mm-hmm. we, people could get together? Because it, it was just us and a few people at our house. Right. Right. And our house was too small. It was, like, 1,500, 1,600 square feet. And <laughs> we had no room. So we could sit around, you know, our two couches. And, <laughs> and um, you know, the, the idea was, well, there's a lot of available office space because yep. the market just tanked. Right. So maybe I could get something really cheap. Right. If I get something really cheap, then we'd have a place that we could call our own, and then maybe we could help teach and train other people what we're doing, and we yep. could ultimately create some leverage because that's what that's what we were looking for, is, right? There's all these real estate foreclosures happening, and mm-hmm. but we can't get to all of them. We can't afford to drive to all of them, right? right? Just gas alone, right? right? We can't do all that. We So... How do we do that? So I got that idea of, like, let's go open up this little office. And it was a good idea and it was a bad idea. Yes. Because I think it had, like, seven parking spaces. <laughs> and so we thought, oh, no big deal. All these places are vacant around us. We'll just use our parking spots here. And if there ends up being a problem, we'll just park in the neighbor's parking. Because, mm-hmm. after all, we do all of our trainings and nights and weekends because, you know, we're working adults and we got to do them on nights and weekends. So all these businesses will be closed and nobody will have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. Boy, were we wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Eight months into that, nine months into that, I don't know how many complaints we had, but there were people coming from all over the place wanting to know, how are the Boswells making money in real estate? How are they teaching other people to make money in real estate? And so here we are, like, at this crossroads. We were, we were doing okay. We are making some money. Mm-hmm. And um, this is what, oh... Uh, seven. Oh, seven, oh, eight. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, the beginning of... Um, end of 2007, yeah. I believe, beginning of 2008. Yeah. So, gosh, here we are. You know, that's 10 years. Yeah. So <clears throat> now we we kind of sat down. I remember saying, okay, so we have some money, and what do we want to do? Because the city's going to shut us down for the parking problems, the occupancy problems, too many people coming in our little, you know, I think it was 2,000 square foot office mm-hmm. we had. Mm-hmm. So what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I said, well, I had the tax practice at the time, mm-hmm. still an enrolled agent at that time doing tax returns. Mm-hmm. Um, so that business was was doing well as well. And I'm taking up more time. So what do we do? You know? Mm-hmm. And we got together and I said, well, let's build a bigger office. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a great idea. It's only 2009 at right. that point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the recession is... massive and in my where my tax practice was there was i 
I think everyone moved out overnight. Yeah. <laughs> That's it what it empty. felt like. It was yeah. empty. Yeah. Big buildings. Yeah. All empty. All empty. Afforded an opportunity for us to move in and do something, which yep. was um, completely against the grain. It was completely opposite of whatever everybody else was doing. Um, but that's, you know, I, I think that um, it's important for us to remember this conversation mm-hmm. um, because we do forget, you know, there's that fine line between, um, you know, remembering living in the past yep. to where the past is just nothing more than like it, it bogs you down, right? right? It can get you stuck if you live in the past. That creates that roadblock. Absolutely. Yep. And so I think we talk about that a lot, like, hey, stay present, stay in the here and now. Don't let your past failures, you know, stop you. And that's all true. But there's also power in remembering the the past, where you came from. Sure. Because especially on days like when we're feeling overwhelmed and like, oh, my gosh, I'm just, you know, we're like, it's like a, a robot that just keeps on um, hitting the wall, right. you know, and, you know, you're like running up against the tide and it feels like challenge after challenge after challenge and we're not making any headway. Right. And then to remember, oh, right, remember back then when that right. happened and remember that, um, you can use the past as a as a springboard, if you will to move forward and to continue to keep you moving in the right direction. Right. Because I think, you know, we could get stuck really, really easily. I think this happens for everybody. Mm -hmm. This was more of what our conversation was Mm -hmm. this morning, which was, (laughs) um, or last couple of days, I guess, like, hey, let's, let's remember that. And let's, you know, the importance of remembering is, is such a big deal, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So you were talking about milestones. You were talking about how we had milestone of, you know, wow, look at what we're coming up on. Right. All of a sudden you blink and five years is gone. You blink again and another five years is gone. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we go to management. We say we need, we need you know, we wanted 5,000 square feet at the time. Yeah. Because we were in 2,000, so we right. thought 5,000 would be plenty. Right, exactly. 5,000 <laughs> would, would prepare us for years and years and years to come. Mm-hmm. And I remember the 5,000 square foot office and it was a warehouse, a cart, you know, a concrete four walls um, with a couple of lights in it. Yeah. And it was used as a storage. Yeah. Basically for a company that went out of business. Yeah. It had a random toilet. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. In the corner, that that random (laughs) plumbing that was in the, in the corner and you know, I told management, like, what our idea was. They were like, that'll never work. Yeah, bad idea. Bad idea. Um, your business model won't work. Bad idea. The city will never allow you to have that, that occupancy mm-hmm. for that, mm-hmm. that use. Bad mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to put too many people in a, in a spot. We don't have parking for it. Bad idea. Right. It was just one bad idea after another bad mm-hmm. idea is what I was told. And we just kept plugging away. Yep. Plugging away, getting through one objection over the next objection over the next objection. And who knew? If you had told me today we'd be sitting where we're sitting with the the growth of the office and what it looks like today. And I, I, I always caution people when they walk in and say, okay, don't look at this office mm-hmm. as though this happened overnight. Right. Right. Yes. This is 10 years in the making. And, and you know, we, we built 5,000 square feet. And, I mean, do you remember? I'm sure you do, but... Do you remember us running out of money while building it? Of course. Are yeah. you kidding? It was, our, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, we ran out of money, but we thought we had credit. Yeah. <laughs> we were we, like, it's okay, we have credit. Yeah. 
And uh, turns out we hadn't used that credit. And so when I went to use it, they said, oh, by the way, you haven't used it. And because, I don't know if any of you can remember this, but there was a time when if you had credit and when the markets all tanked, they suddenly would you know, cut your credit limits down to either what you owed. Yeah, what your current balance was. Oh, you have a balance of 5000 or, you know, yeah. your uh, limit is 5001 Exactly. Right. <laughs> You're not over limit because we don't want to charge right. you a fee, but right. that's all you got. That's right. And so I remember us running out of money and saying, okay, no problem. I'm going to, I'll pay for it on a credit card. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, our credit wasn't great, so it was really high interest, but it was like, well, we got to get it done because we were almost finished. Yeah. And we needed to set the air conditioners. Right. Right. Like, you can't have an office in Southern right. California with no air conditioning. Exactly. And, um, I remember giving my credit card, and they're like, it's declined. (laughs) I was like, oh, that's impossible. I haven't used that card, and there's plenty of money available there. And um, I called up the credit, and they're like, oh, no, we're sorry. We closed your account last week um, because you hadn't used it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, last week? Uh, I need it, you know, this week. And Mm -hmm. if I had just paid the bill, if I had just charged it last week, I would have been fine. Right. And freaking out in that moment, like, what am I going to do? Yeah, you know, I remember that. And um, I think we told one of our friends at that time, like, what was happening. Yes. And um, I don't know if it was the next day or a couple of days later or yeah. the following week, whatever. But um, I remember Terry mm-hmm. um, just showing up to the office while we're still building. Yes. Right? We're still getting get, trying to get into this office. Um, and there's a cashier's check. Yes. On our desk for 25,000 bucks. Yep. No promissory note. Yep. No nothing. Just, it I said, believe. She said, finish the job. Yeah. That's what she said. Just yeah. finish it. Just finish it. Yep. And um, I remember being overwhelmed with, Yeah. like, what do you mean? You're just giving me, like, what does this mean? And she's like, I know you'll pay us back. Yep. Just pay us back when you can. Yep. Because you're... You know, get the office built and you do real estate transactions, you just pay us back. Yep. You know, and um, we we did that. We actually, ultimately, we closed um, at least one deal, I remember, with her. Yes. And um, we made some money yeah. on that deal and helped her make some money on that deal, and that was really cool. Yes. So we get that, we get the office built, and we're thinking, we're this is good. Yes. It's great. Yes. It's 5,000 square feet. Yes. We did it. We've arrived. Wow, this is awesome. And um, it was like filled with dreams. We, we like overbuilt it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's so big and there's like so few of us. And so it'll... I think well, they have pictures of like one of our first trainings where there's like, you know, the big giant training room. There's like nine people. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> maybe not even nine, maybe more like four. <laughs> Whatever. And uh, like six, including you and me. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and looking at... Um, <laughs> that the idea of like we're gonna build it, they'll come, and no big deal. Well, I don't know how we're gonna pay the rent, but mm-hmm. um, right, especially because now Details. we have no credit available, and <laughs> all of our money is dumped into this office space. Yes. And um, wow, like, yeah, just remembering it's crazy now when you can fast forward and you remember those moments. You remember, I uh, remember, like, well, what colors um, are we gonna do? Uh, the, you know, flooring and walls and like whatever is on clearance at Home Depot. That's, That's right. the color we yep. choose. Yep. <laughs> that, that, that paint bucket over there, somebody returned and yep. it's 30% off. We'll take it. Bought. Yeah. 
I'm, I mean. Do you remember the tiles? The oh, tiles the, were. Are you kidding? Were, <laughs> the tile in our bathroom. I remember like, okay, what do you have on clearance? Yeah. No, I don't mean clearance out here like sold to the public. What do you have in the back yeah. <laughs> that you're probably going to ship back to the manufacturer that right. nobody wants? It's just super ugly that we'll yeah. just take it. And um, I feel I feel like it was like twenty five cents or something. It a was tile or something crazy. It was so cheap. Yeah. And we yeah. said we'll take it all. <laughs> yeah. They're like all of it. I'm like, yeah, just put the whole pallet on my truck. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember putting the pallet on my truck, and it, it was completely bottomed out. I yeah. drove from I drove from Home Depot yeah. to the to the office yeah. at like two miles per hour, yeah. hoping my tires weren't going to blow out. Yes. But we didn't have money to pay for Mm-mm. people to do all those stuff, so That's we. Right. I remember, you know, it took us 60 days. I remember 60 days to the day to get that place built. And in those 60 days, I remember taking one day Mm -hmm. off. Otherwise, we pretty much lived there. Yes, because somebody bought us an overnight trip to a winery. You and I remember we went to uh, South Coast overnight one time. I don't remember that. Yeah, it was for my birthday. Oh, Somebody, Yeah, somebody had given it to us, and we went, like, on a Saturday and spent the night, and then I remember on Sunday we went back to the office. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we spent one evening, and uh, then we went back to the office and uh, ended up working that that whole Sunday. There you go. Yeah. So we get this done, right? So we're, we're, we thought we had arrived. Mm-hmm. It's done. It's 5,000 square feet. Mm-hmm. We've got like, I don't know, 10 offices at the time. Mm-hmm. Those offices were <laughs> primarily empty, and we're doing our, you know, we're doing our best to, to fill them at, you know, day in and day out, we got to get back on the horse. We got to do real estate transactions. We got to pay for all this stuff. And, you know, there was that, you know, that, that burden as well. Right. Mm-hmm. But now we're done. Let's, let's move on. And, and, um, so we actually, the very first training we did was on your birthday, mm-hmm. um, September 24th of mm-hmm. 2009, mm-hmm. 2009. And so obviously doesn't matter what birthday it was. Doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> It wasn't significant. (laughs) I had already passed the significant ones at that point, so it didn't matter. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) We won't go there. Right. Um, So we finished that, and then a year or two starts going by, and there's this crazy trend that Mm -hmm. I start looking at. It really started to freak me out because we weren't four people training anymore. Now it's... You know, it's 30 people, mm-hmm. and there's people consistently showing up, and they're coming from a distance. Mm-hmm. Like, people start calling us from different counties, and, hey, we've heard about what you're doing. We want, you know, we want to we come join you guys. And then, you know, at some point, we decided, okay, so we're going to – it's official. <laughs> it's official. We're, we're really doing something here, and let's form an entity. And we, we form – you know, New Wealth Advisors Club, the entity as it sits mm-hmm. in January of January 1st of 2011, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that gets done. And gosh, we need a logo. Uh, let's get on and buy one. Uh, whatever. I think it's 75 bucks. So we can, we can afford that. So we kind of, uh, we get all that done and then later on probably toward the end of that year the growth Mm -hmm. um well to be honest the growth scared me yeah you know what are we going to do we're going to the city of riverside is going to be back on us again because we're going to be overdoing parking and there's too many people and what do we do so then we're going to management and everything around us was still vacant Mm -hmm. 
And so I went to them and I said, what would it look like for us to take on the two suites that are around us and knock down the walls and take on more space and make our room bigger? And ultimately we ended up doing that. And we, I think we completed that August of 2012. Yep, I think that's right. So we go from 5,000 square feet to nearly 10,000 square feet. Right. Wow. What on earth are we doing? We got Now we have 17 offices instead of 10. We've mm-hmm. got a training facility that can do double the amount of people that we once did, but we wanted enough space. We wanted mm-hmm. you know, like our own space. One of the what big keys was we didn't want to go to a hotel room mm-hmm. and have to rent space and be mm-hmm. like a transient type thing like we had experienced before. And so as we do that and we cross that milestone, well, keep in mind this year-round food drive still happening. You're serving mm-hmm. on now two boards mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, the path of life, the one that you currently sit on, mm-hmm. and that organization, the needs of, of the homeless there, we're doing everything we can as a club to fulfill that. So now we start providing not only food, but toiletries. Mm-hmm. I remember toiletries are a really big deal. Mm-hmm. And um, so we do that as a club. Well, in this 10,000 square feet, part of it was a, a small warehouse that we thought, oh, well, we're going to have that for our supplies. And, like, when we do fix and flips, I can put my extra, you know, <laughs> my extra baseboards over here that I use. Right. I'm going to buy a paint. I'm going to buy a paint, like, you know, I'll buy 50 gallons at a time so I can save money. And that's what we use the warehouse for. Right. And it started like that for, like, a couple of months. And suddenly, as the club grows and more and more people um, are getting involved in the charitable mm-hmm. work that we're doing. Mm-hmm. That explodes. Yeah. And we're walking in the front lobby, and it's like, oh, we just had a club meeting. And one of the things we do at a club meeting is we ask everybody, you know, go in your pantry and, and bring something mm-hmm. and pass it on to somebody at the shelter. And we come in and look like like a grocery store exploded. Mm-hmm. That's what I always used to say. Like, mm-hmm. like Walmart was here, and it just mm-hmm. blew up because there was stuff everywhere. So we had to put that warehouse together. Well, today, I mean, that warehouse sits in... I mean, I don't know how many square feet it is. Would we say 2,000 square feet? About 2,000 square feet, yep. Um, Double stacked. Yep. So it has a mezzanine. Yep. Completely full. Yep. It's awesome. It's so wonderful. Just a great opportunity for people to be able to come in and get whatever they need. So. And when you say whatever. Yeah, it's food, it's toiletry items, it's furniture, furnishings, dishes, you know, pots and pans, coffee makers, um, whatever it is that they need. And it's it's fascinating, too, because it's not only uh, that we – allow people that are you know guests of path of life but also oftentimes we have homeowners come in who are in desperate situations we've had plenty of homeowners come in and then I've had other people that know somebody who says I get phone calls or text messages a lot that say hey I know so and so who really has a need for food and I just tell everybody give them a you know grocery bag and let them go take whatever they need right so it's a really really great um, space and a great opportunity for us to be able to really facilitate something that has very little to do with us. I don't feel like, you know, we work really hard at keeping this thing going. It is truly a um, a labor of love from several people, um, specifically club members, sure. that really run it. It's all run, uh, the entire thing is run by volunteers and people who have such a heart for, you know, the underserved, right. the, the vulnerable. Right. And um, we don't care where they come from or why they're there. It has, it has no bearing on anything. Many of them are the working poor. 
right. you know, who don't have extra money and they can't qualify for whatever needs they have. And so it gives them the um, an opportunity to maintain dignity and, and feed their families and get whatever extra things they need. You know, we, right. we had a thing, we had a time where we people needed umbrellas, you know, backpacks for their kids for school, different things like that, that we just don't even think twice about getting. And you realize that families that are the working poor, um, they don't have the extra, you know, right. money to, to do those things. And so it's, like, it's just such an honor, I think, and a privilege for us to be able to do that. Yeah. When you think about where we came from. Right. Right. Where we started. Like, uh, you know, we ran out of money and somebody gave us 25 grand, uh, which we paid back, by the way. Yep. Um, but the <laughs> in two installments, in two installments of 12,500 each because <laughs> she wouldn't take interest. Um, but no. <laughs> I mean, the, the idea that uh, that's where we started almost in a space of we could have been in a space of scarcity. Right. But we sure. just we just just were so committed and, and had such deep conviction that what we were doing was right. And I can look back now and go, I don't know that we understood what mm-hmm. was going to happen, you know, but I think that that's a really important thing. I think that that's why it's important to remember because when you start to realize that the, sometimes we have a stirring in our gut, a stirring in our soul that says, this is what you need to do. And then everything on the outside world um, is opposing that. Absolutely. We can buy into the thought process that says, well, it must not be meant to be. Right. Right. Maybe this isn't what I'm supposed to do because I keep on hitting these challenges. And we definitely could have done that. Oh, my goodness. But for whatever reason, we just, well, I mean, you and I know the reason. But for us, the conviction was so deeply seated in our hearts and souls that we just stayed the course. And I remember us having conversations of, well, what's the worst case scenario? Yeah. We right. go belly up and we lose everything. Yeah. Who cares? Right. That's it's, it. That's it. It's better to do that and then ignore the stirring in our heart, the stirring in our soul, the conviction that says this is what you're supposed to do. Right. And the desire right. to do it. And then, but now I can look back and go, wow. Yeah. It was really, um, that stirring, that conviction, you know, I was thinking to myself, that stirring and conviction was set there to serve people that we didn't even know existed. Right. Right. Today, we don't have any idea of how many people are really served. No, we have no idea. Through, we, I mean, we don't keep track. We don't. I don't want to know. We don't, yeah, we don't take names. No. It's just people come and you just open the doors and whatever it is. That's it right. Is. That's exactly right. You know, I... I <laughs> What just prompted my memory was, I remember, so this, you know, I don't know why at, at the time other than for financial reasons, like, why do we want to do real estate? Yeah. You know, okay, because we want to make more money. Right. So, which is why almost everybody comes to us. Of course. Right? Teach us what you do. I want to make more money. And I understand that. We, we were there. And I can remember, I can remember us going to all these seminars and all these different things and then never touching real estate right right coming back and and then ultimately you know when when greg introduced us to some education that that he was involved with mm-hmm. and a group of people that he was involved with and i remember it was twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars to get involved with him yes and um but they were going to train us yeah and there was going to be local people and and they could hold our hands and help yeah. us get through this and you know the the sheer skepticism of of me and i'm like <laughs> you know, I don't know. And, and, you know, Greg had some credibility in my life cause you know, we knew him through, through church and I knew mm-hmm. him through, you know, playing softball for years with him and stuff like that. And he was a neighbor and, 
I was like, oh. And I remember you saying, okay, so what's the worst case scenario? <laughs> so that $20,000, we didn't have $20,000. Nope. And we was, had credit, though. Yeah. No way to pay it back. We had, yeah. <laughs> I, Details. I remember that. We're like, yeah. we're just going to put it on a credit card, and if we can't pay it back, we're bankrupt anyways. Yeah. And what's... What's, what's another 20 what's grand? What's another 20 grand on bankruptcy? Nah, that's right. And um, I remember in that time being like, okay, well, if this doesn't work, then obviously we have to retool and, and figure something else out. But other people are doing it. Right. And why can't we copy what they're doing? Right. And if they're doing it, we could do it too. Mm-hmm. And um, that's exactly what we did. Yeah. You know, and I remember all... I remember now our very first transaction sitting down with, mm-hmm. you know, the home in, um, Ontario. in Ontario mm-hmm. and, you know, that home going to foreclosure and yep. we saved it from foreclosure. And I can remember, you know, holding that check for, you know, $83,210. Yep. Still have the HUD yep. closing statement on our desk. And, um, you know, we kept $50,000 of that, of yep. that deal. Yep. And that prompted, I mean, all all those different series of choices, right? So we go broke. Yeah. You leave the mortgage industry. Yeah. Done with that, we're we're broke overnight. Right. Right. Because when you walked away from the mortgage industry, yep. You know, as things change and you were no longer congruent with having people sign up for mortgages they couldn't afford, mm-hmm. and um, we're broke. Yep. Like in that moment. Yep. Because our bills can't get paid without your income from the mortgage industry. Right. And, um, but I didn't care. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, I, it is what it is, but I'm not doing this anymore. Yeah. And you were right. Yeah. You know, didn't take away the fear. Oh no. Scared to death. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? Yeah. yeah. That's I mean, why my word this year is fearless. Are you kidding? Yeah. Boo. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I wish I didn't pick that word, but anyway, so we, you know, and I, I, I guess maybe this podcast is all for you and I to sit here and go, <laughs> do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> do you remember? Yeah. And I, I think a, a, a takeaway for everybody is, you know, especially those that are in our club, maybe listening to this right now, we can remember yes. certain things, you know, and having, you know, look back at some of the podcasts and some of the people that have been in here and where they've come from. Years ago, yes, you know, the I can name off so many people that they're not the same people today. Completely true. And I think anyone who's listening to this, maybe you should stop and and reflect and maybe write down some of those things. Mm-hmm. You know, some of those things of Do you remember? Yes. And the things that we need to never forget. And like you said, not dwelling on the past. No. But really being able to just you know put those benchmarks and you know, we, we call it in, in, enjoying, enjoying the journey. That's right. Right? That's right. And a real big thing for me is always, you know, life isn't a destination, yep. right? It's a journey. It's a process. Well, you have to remind yourself of that. That's why it's your big thing. That's why it's your tagline. That's my tagline. Because you tend to always be tied to the outcome. Absolutely. Because you're very results-driven. Absolutely. So people that are very results-driven, uh, which I think I am too, but I am now much more committed. I think I changed so much in my way of thinking over the years that instead of being results-driven, oftentimes I forget um, the wins that I've had, right? Oh, for sure. We, we actually <laughs> just prompted something else. Do you remember us sitting back and saying, you know, 
we don't in, we don't stop and celebrate the victories yes. in the real estate deals that we close. Yes. Right. We 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 close a deal and it's like yeah we close a deal yeah. and I remember you know closing Capella. Yeah. Right. What was that like a seven eight nine month project or something? Right. It's like big deal. We we close the deal and it's 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 a six figure payday. Yeah. And not even. We didn't ever celebrate it. We don't even know how much we made. Yeah. <laughs> we couldn't remember the numbers. I have to go back and. I mean, we'd have to look at it. I have no clue. I can kind of remember the numbers, but I, I definitely wouldn't. I don't remember the numbers well enough. Right. I remember that we decided to paint the kitchen blue. All right. Like that's one of the most things I remember. Like there was this big risk and I kept on saying, I really want the kitchen to be blue, this really pretty blue, which was very, you know, anyway, that's yeah. not weird. So right. weird. I just remember all the unique things about right. the project and the property and, right. and, uh, Mrs. Kravitz across the street and yeah. like all those awesome things. But I, I, uh, I don't remember the numbers. Yeah. So I, I think that there's so much of the time. Like if you ask me like the last real estate deal we did and, and close, I, I forget all of them. I do too. I forget them all. And yeah. what I do remember is the students yes. and the, the seller, the seller mm-hmm. and the paydays that other you know, people, got. other people got. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think that's what makes this whole journey and process worth it. I agree. Because otherwise, um, I can promise you, neither one of us felt like getting up today and saying, let's go record a podcast. Oh, yeah, definitely not. Well, there's other things that we would, but maybe this will be a podcast that you and I can play back more often and yeah maybe this was just for you and me hey everybody out there thanks for um being a part of our pillow talk (laughs) because that's really what this is it's really more of a conversation and the importance of you know as you start to come up on milestones Mm. um to really just stop and celebrate the milestones and um remember where you came from uh, because it, I think that it definitely gives you hope and it reminds you, it puts things back in perspective. Yeah. You know, I told you this morning, it's the idea of missing the forest because of the trees. Yeah. You're just staring at one tree and you're not realizing there's an entire forest all the way around you. So right. for us today, it's just a day of, of remembering. It's a day of just a time of milestones and celebrating the milestones. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. So I wouldn't want to be in business with anybody else but you. I love you. <laughs> oh, I love you too. Eight years. In this office. Can you believe Oh, it? yeah. I was like, eight years. Oh, no. Yeah. Eight years in this office. Yeah. That's exciting. Has it flown by for you? Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. I can remember how... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. In fact, I was just talking with Spoon about that the other day. Things that used to be really important to me about the office, I don't even notice anymore. Right. Because things just change so dramatically. Spoon, a.k.a. Adriana. Yeah. Those of you that don't know. Who. <laughs> we'll tell you later yeah. about that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's remarkable. So... If you're listening to this, um, thanks for indulging us. Yeah. And um, <laughs> allowing us to go back and just remember a few of the, the milestones and the, the things that have taken place. And then maybe um, maybe this will prompt some of you to do the same thing. And, yeah, I hope and, you do. Um, I hope you do as well. And maybe we'll get to hear about some of those at the club meetings. And if you're listening to this and you've never been out to our, our club or seen what we do or where we're at, then you know get a hold of um, get a hold of us and... And let us know you're interested in, in what we do. We we, we do real estate. <laughs> but uh, kind of good there, at it. There's a lot more um, yeah. to life than just, just the real estate deals. For sure. So um, given that. Dave and Melina. <laughs> we are flipping out. <laughs> Off, out, <laughs> something. Up. Whatever it is. <laughs> but uh, we're out of here. Deuces. Deuces. <laughs>